We're going to look at uh, the gospel lesson today. I'd like to read to you again from Luke chapter 11, these words. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Let's pray. Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace be yours, and they are through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. So we, we know it as, as the Lord's Prayer. You know how long it takes to pray the Lord's Prayer as uh, we have it in today's Gospel lesson? 14.2 seconds. And if we go to Matthew chapter 6, where there's a second giving or version of the Lord's Prayer, it's a little longer. It's the one that we more commonly know as the Lord's Prayer. If you pray that, it takes all of 17.3 seconds. And if you add in the doxology, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen, now we're at 22.6 seconds. Now I know if you were here last Sunday, you may recall that I, I talked a little bit about quick prayers and in kind of a negative light that we shouldn't hurry our prayers. Take time for prayer. Don't be in a rush. And yet, I have to come back and say, I guess quick prayers are okay. I mean, after all, Jesus gave us this prayer, so he must be good with quick prayer. But let's just understand that, yeah, it's a quick prayer, but it's not a hurried prayer, is it? The Lord's Prayer. You know, I am just amazed at, at what Jesus can do with so few words by way of teaching us. And as I look at the Lord's Prayer and those few words, he teaches us so much about the priorities of prayer and the principles of prayer. And, and this morning, I'd like for us just to walk through these familiar words and maybe come up with a new way of praying this quick prayer, the Lord's Prayer in terms of the priorities that are in this prayer. There we go. So the first priority behind the Lord's Prayer is not our priority. The first priority behind the Lord's Prayer is God's priority. Understand this. It is God's number one priority to listen to your prayers, to hear your prayers, and to answer your every prayer always with the absolute best answer for you and what you are praying for. That is his number one priority. Which is why when Jesus says to pray, pray, Father. It's to give us the assurance that out of his unconditional love for us, he does hear our prayers and he does always answer our prayers 
out of his grace and, and, and with his grace. When Jesus uh, did this, when he taught the, the, the disciples this prayer, he made a comparison between us earthly fathers and, and the, our heavenly father, and he said this, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Or, or better yet, listen to this promise of, of Jesus connected again to the Lord's Prayer. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Well, let's stay with this word, Father, as we look at the priorities and principles of, of prayer. That word, Father... For you and me, what that is, is that's a word of grace. Because you see, who are we? What are we? We are sinners. He's a holy God. We cannot on our own dare to approach a holy God as sinners and say, Father. But in and through God's grace, in and through Jesus Christ, we are able to call him Father, which makes prayer, not only the Lord's prayer, but all prayer, a gift of God's grace. It's not earned, it's not deserved, it's not merited, but it is freely given to us for the sake of Jesus. It is a gift. It is a gift of his grace to be able to say with confidence to this almighty, holy God, Father. And it's all to, to say to us, use the gift. Make prayer a priority in your lives. Set aside time every day for prayer time. And when you find yourself with nothing to do, kind of an idle moment, fill that moment with prayer. I think that's what's behind Paul's words when he says to believers in Jesus like you and me, Pray without ceasing. That prayer is a priority in our lives. Our Father. Not my Father. Our Father. And what followed when Jesus taught the disciples this prayer was a bunch of, of uh, plural pronouns. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Lead us not into temptation. So what Jesus is teaching us here in terms of a prayer priority and a prayer principle is don't be selfish about prayers. It's not me first when it comes to prayer. Priority for us is to pray for others. Even more than using prayer for ourselves, to pray for the needs of those around us. First priority. You know, I think you do a pretty good job of that here. I've seen it a lot. You pray for one another. And you pray for one another because you care for one another. And you care for one another because you realize and recognize and accept and celebrate the fact that here, this is God's family. 
We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, yes, we want to pray for one another, and we do pray for one another. And that's a good thing. It's a strength of this congregation. And I commend you for it. And I want to give you another way to, to honor this praying for one another. It's a way that certainly helped me to do that. And it's called one-word prayers. And I'll talk about quick prayers. And here's how it works. When I'm visiting with someone, and God puts it in my heart that I need to pray for that person, I'll ask them to give me a word. Give me a word that just sums up what you need me to be praying for, for you. See, we don't need lots of words with God, do we? He already knows the situation. He knows what we need. So he doesn't need lots of words from us. But the one word helps me to remember you in my prayers. I was going to bring it along. I forgot to. I was going to bring along my sheet of paper where I have the one-word prayer people in my life right now. It's 84 folks. And I'm going to encourage you to do one-word prayers. To start with your family. As you go home today from worship, or when you're sitting around your noon meal today, just go around the table and ask each person in your family for a word. What's your word? What I do from time to time when I encounter folks who are on my list of one-word prayers, and I say, how's it going? Do I need a, a new word from you? Do you have a new word for me? Has your word changed? And they'll either update the word, or they'll say, nope, still a good word. And that's another way that you can pray for others and make that a priority in your life is through the use of, of one word prayers. So try it. I think you'll be blessed with it. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. I, I think the prayer priority that this part of the Lord's Prayer highlights for us is pretty obvious and straightforward. It's to pray for more people to be brought to faith in Jesus Christ through the hearing of the good news of Jesus. It's to pray for those people who already believe, to add Bridger to our prayer list, that he would stay in his faith in Jesus. It's to pray for the leaders of the Christian church, for pastors, for teachers who are proclaiming the word, that they continue to be bold and proclaim the truth of God's word. That's what is behind this prayer. And it's also to pray for your own faith life. That through your life and how you're living out your faith, that becomes a witness to those around you so that God's kingdom could come into the hearts of more people. I, I love how, how Luther says this. Luther says it this way in explaining this petition of the Lord's Prayer. God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Prayer priority. 
The next priority that come to in the Lord's Prayer deals with, with the word trust. Now I know the words that Jesus gave us talk about food. Give us each day our daily bread. But within this part of the Lord's Prayer, in that word, behind those words, underneath those words, is the word trust. Because in reality, as we ask God for our daily bread, we are asking him to build up our trust in him. Lord, help me to trust more in you. Lord, help me to lean more into and onto you and your promises. In some ways, it's a little bit like the story of the man in, as told in Mark chapter 9 who, who brings his son to Jesus and presents him to Jesus and he says, Lord, if you can, will you please help us and do something for my son? And Jesus come back to him as, what do you mean, if I can? And then Jesus goes on to say that all things are possible for those who believe. And the father responds with these words, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So what's the area in your life of unbelief? The area in your life where you're leaning more on everything else but God. The, the area of your life that you know you need to turn over to him and say, Lord, it, this is yours. And I'm going to lean more on you. And Lord, I'm going to trust more on you. Jesus is inviting you to make that a priority in this prayer. And listen to this, this great promise. This is for Paul as he, as, he, as he talks and writes about asking God to remove that thorn in the flesh that he had. And then God answers in this way, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul goes on to then to say, therefore I will boast all the more about the strength of God and more gladly boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. Lord, increase daily my trust in you. And the next priority of prayer? The next priority of prayer is to ask God to make you and me people of grace. Forgive us our sins, as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Or other versions of the Lord's Prayer put it this way. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. I, I think we do the first part of this prayer priority, part one. I think we do that fairly often. In fact, we're going to do it in a few moments in the worship service as we prepare to come to be guests of the Lord's table. We're going to confess our sins to him, and we're going to seek and ask his forgiveness for our sins. But I think the, the hard part of this is the second part of this prayer priority, part two, to be a forgiving person toward those who have offended us, who have wronged us, who have hurt us. Even as I say that, I, I know I can see it in your faces 
the face of that person is popping into your mind right now. The one who has hurt you. The one who's offended you. The one who's let you down. The one you need to forgive. And it's a struggle, isn't it? To forgive. To be that person of grace. And so it is the Lord instructs us and encourages us. You know, Peter, Peter said this about being a person of grace. He asked Jesus this once, Lord, how many times? How many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus' response, well, the Bible translations vary. Some say, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. I like the version that says, no, seven times 70 times. It needs to be a priority in our prayers, doesn't it? Lord, help me to be a person of grace, a person who offers your forgiveness to others. And lead us not into temptation. Here's what Luther wrote about this part of the Lord's Prayer. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. I think what Paul wrote to us in today's New Testament lesson, it's almost as though he wrote it yesterday. The words are so applicable to us today and the culture and the society we are living in and the temptations and the pressures we face to join in with our society and adopt the views and the teachings of our society. Paul says this, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Here's one way that you can make this prayer a priority in your, in your prayers. To borrow some words from King David from Psalm 51. There David prayed that, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. And then a little later he says, and uphold me with your free spirit. And I've borrowed those words and I make them my daily prayer and I, 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 I put them in this way. I say, stay, spirit, stay. And then I say, and spirit, uphold me. In the face of temptation, stay, spirit. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Stay. And uphold me, Spirit. Uphold me with your free spirit. Good prayer priority. Prayer priorities. So, pray often. It's almost a, a rewrite of the Lord's Prayer here. Pray often. Pray for others. Pray for more people to believe in Jesus and to be in heaven. Pray for trust. Pray to be a person of grace. Pray to be upheld. That's what you're praying for when you pray the Lord's Prayer. Daily make those that kind of prayer. And the most important priority of all, prayer priority, is this one. God's invitation, again, to hear 
and to listen and to answer your prayers always, always with what is absolutely the best for you. And your promise that he does that is Jesus, the one who teaches us how to pray. And may God bless and keep you. May he strengthen you unto life everlasting. Amen.